Oh, I'm sorry, sweetie. I am on break. I'm sure, even as worn as you look, that you can find the fortitude to stick around and give a top coat to the woman who raised you. <laughs> oh, what is that? Coral punch? I assume you have Revlon or Max Factor. Don't even think about putting Yardley on these fingers. You know, you can learn so much about a person by looking at their hands. All the wigs and clothes and plastic surgery don't matter when you're looking at a woman's hands. It always reveals her true age. You're one to talk in your stained white coat looking like a peasant. Look at me. You're clearly not winning the game, nor are you playing it fairly. Do you think you can just come to the balls and beat me with a lucky break and just disappear, denying me of my opportunity for redemption, leaving me twisting in the wind? You are so anxious to have me come and crush you again. <laughs> oh, please. You win one trophy and you talk like you're a legend. Any hoodlum or orangutan off the street can snag one trophy. I've been busy with other business. Oh, I heard about that other business. You're a regular transvestite Norma Ray. Don't get me wrong. I admire your determination. I've known you since you were a wee tot. And while you're not nearly as stunning and well-kept as I am, and you could clearly use a delivery of Pond's cold cream for that ashy complexion, you've always been impossible to stop once you get an idea in your head. But take it from a woman of the world. You're punching at windmills. These gay white boys don't want anything to do with you and never will. I told the children of my house that I was fighting for them. I won't back down. You're not Rosa Parks sitting up in front of the bus. You're a tired old queen looking to sip a margarita with some white boy and Sergio Valente blue jeans. You know, I know about your life even though you never speak about it. About your gentleman caller who showers you in rhinestones and keeps a house over your head. You're settled. You're comfortable. The only fights you have left are with your wrinkles and your cellulite and your walking the balls. And bitch, that's because you're old. If I cut you open, there would be nothing but dust and 50 rings to count. Now your generation got us to where we are. I'll give you that. I'll give you all of that. But I'm planning on moving our kind forward, getting us access to worlds you wouldn't dare dream about. I'm entitled. I have the right. I'm in this way. And I shed what I shed. Come on, Pose, season one, episode two. What a scene. It's my opinion, and you don't have to like it. See how <laughs> Nene just mixed right up in there? And I'm not changing on it. I ain't changing on it. So what do you want to do? You want to keep it going, or you just want to move on? Let me know. With the, with the hand motions. Okay? You want to keep it going? <laughs> I shed what I shed. I shed what I shed. So yes, shout out to Pose. Um, shout out. I wanted to do that scene because I've been binging. Um season one on Netflix from the very beginning and I'm excited about season two coming pretty soon uh, Google says June 11th okay. so everybody mark your calendars because I am ready to see what season two is going to be bringing us yes marked <laughs> yeah so um hi guys what's up y'all welcome to another episode of the hung up podcast where you may be so old we cut you open and ain't nothing but dust and 50 rings 50 rings okay. to count <laughs> ages ages where you might have been left twisting in the wind okay without a you know not you haven't been given your opportunity for redemption mm, boxing windmills okay which I'm sure <laughs> is hefty you ever got hit by a, a, a ceiling fan no okay well but like kids jumping on their van and yeah getting hit by the ceiling fan I've been there has anyone else okay boxing windmills imagine a windmill can't win that fight up against that dome okay can't win that but we'll never hang up on you. Okay. <laughs> Literally. Mm-mm. We ain't gonna hang up on you. Oh my god. You might need us after boxing with <laughs> As always, cherubs, I am P Ryan. You can find me on Instagram and the Twitter at I A M P R Y A N. 
I'm Eric. Find me on Instagram and on Twitter at E Dante Cole. Yeah, and while you're resting with the windmills, find us on Instagram and Twitter at at where is it at? Hung Up Pod. That's H U N G U P P O D. And on Facebook at facebook.com slash Hung Up Pod. Absolutely. Send your emails, your love, your feedback on our episodes, your hung ups, your hanging ups to hunguppod at gmail.com. You can call us or you can hit the email button. We got two buttons. You got a call button, email button on the Insta page. And we got a follow button. And we got a follow button. <laughs> hit all of them. Hit all the All of them. Press all our buttons. Okay? <laughs> you have pushed the last button at me, Miss Star Jones. Nene <laughs> <laughs> is the theme of the show. Is she? <laughs> okay. And guys, thank you so much for your ratings and reviews. Hey, keep them coming. On Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, anywhere you can find a man who will keep you. You know what we are. Okay? <laughs> Kept. Can't keep you from... Um boxing those windmills and maybe showering you with rhinestones mm-hmm. and keeping you kept and comfortable and so the only thing you have to worry about are those wrinkles <laughs> and he'll even keep that <laughs> and the hey. cellulite he'll fall in love with hey has <laughs> alright so let's get into some the some feedback sure friend of the show EJ hi was not happy with your delivery exit. of your exit that's fine. Here's what. Uh, <laughs> oh. That's okay. okay. It's all right and it's okay. <laughs> EJ sent a DM to the show. So, um, I guess first I should say the adult thing, which is I wish you well, P. Ryan, and hope the future brings you all the goodie. <laughs> is that the adult thing or just. <laughs> the nice thing <laughs> and I hope the future brings you all the goodies in the jam that you can handle and more in the jam all the goodies in the jam okay um, that you can handle and more that being said where in the holy nut fuck hell are you going he, he said where I'm going okay I'm going about my father's business <laughs> in the work Okay. How you gonna just throw it out there like that? <laughs> like you just went to Walmart and brought a new T-shirt. I mean, really? <laughs> With three question marks. I mean, EJ, you heard you got you heard my response. I was shocked too. Okay, but I put it in the Google Doc. So I didn't know what that meant. Uh, hey. What was it? Uh, transition. It's I didn't talk know what about that meant. my transition. <laughs> I had no idea. All right, girl. That's fine. <laughs> it can mean a lot of things. Um. But I guess you can t- I catch you can tell I'm a tad bit what the fuck, but you're a grown man. Yes, he is. And you do what's best for you. Yes, he will. And I'm going to support you going forward. Thank you, EJ. Oh, thank you for the kind words, EJ. Yeah. I know Eric can and will hold it down should he choose to continue the show. I'm going to miss you. Thank you. I better hear from you beyond these next 10 episodes. Y'all just might. I don't know what type of platform P. Ryan will end up on one day. So no. keep an eye out for the for the go- for the dog. For the zoo. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, EJ, for your uh, feedback as always on the show. I appreciate the kind words. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So let's move on to the health hunt tip for this week, which um, for me, I made it acceptance. Okay. This week, uh, my therapist and I talked about acceptance. Acceptance of the things you wish to change and maybe fight to change. You might have lost some sleep over changing, (laughs) want to force it, want to argue it, whatever. You wish to change something, but you can't or you're just unable to change. And it really was a moment of reflection of just how much time I have lost, that we have lost fighting battles that we were never going to win in the first place Mm -hmm. then to find out or come to some realization that the battle was never yours to fight to begin with but I feel like therein lies the miracle this like unveiling of the truth you know the the opening of the eyes and you know thanks be to God we are gifted with another day to try to make a change and live a better life and to love ourselves a little bit more Acceptance also, um, just from reading Marian Williamson's book, Return to Love, acceptance is also, to me, surrender. When we surrender, we make ourselves available to receive the gifts that the universe has in store for us. Mm-hmm. So I want to just drop that little nugget on, on folks. 
Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I'm here for a good acceptance. When it comes to fighting acceptance, what, what comes to mind? Whether failure. it's something personally or something you witnessed. <laughs> failure. Failure. So acceptance of failure at something. Well, I thought you said when it comes to fighting acceptance. Right. When it comes to fighting acceptance, what, what comes to mind? Yeah. So, like, in the times that I have sought to, like, not accept, is that what you mean by fighting mm-hmm. acceptance? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I failed. Because mm-hmm. you're not going to change what is Has there. already happened yeah. in the past. Or what, like, will <laughs> happen. Like, you know what I mean? So, like, will I... Huh? Will fail? No, no, what will happen. Oh, okay. So, like, things that you are expecting to happen or, like, things that have already happened. Like, if you really like put yourself in a position to yeah. fight against that it's just like for why you just gonna wear yourself out or wear yourself out. Yeah. yeah and you're gonna fail so then you're gonna feel defeated <laughs> at the end no true. you know like mm, i'm not laughing I'm not at the talking. truth i'm kind of laughing at your no I'm, your reaction I'm not you guys just said you was like and you're gonna fail <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> like what the fuck yeah but yeah yeah absolutely yeah. Very cool. Well, that is the hung hell tip for the week, you guys. Yeah. Feel free to email us, hungupod at gmail.com. Let us know what areas of your life you know you may have struggled or have succeeded hmm. with acceptance. Yeah. We'd love to hear from you. We will share your story on the show. Thank you. Yeah, share. It's a testimony. It is. All right. A true testimony. Speaking yeah. of which. Let's go on in and check in. Mm-hmm. How are you? I'm good. I'm here. You know, you are here. Like I see it's you. Golden. <laughs> okay. Um, Unless this is like a hologram of you. Yes. You are here. I see you. Wait, let me. I'm a futuristic girl. He's warm. Hologram. He's warm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, this week has been really, really good. Um, I was forced to deal with a lot of shame. Um, but it was like a comedic shame so um, I shared with you guys last week that I am on this journey to becoming a bottle girl Um, and as one who just graduated or just left, I wouldn't call it a graduation but who just passed bartending school I am now out here looking for jobs but you know apart from college parties and oh I'm gonna tell you apart from college parties and like grad school parties I don't have experience slinging drinks right um and so this experience really like forced me to be a bartender they looking for experience years of experience yes just yes. like any other job <laughs> okay but in in this what's wrong with y'all we in this moment <laughs> in going out to these places I really had to show up like a, and have the confidence of a mediocre white man mm-hmm. right that's a saying that people use to kind of like describe white men who are unqualified for the position um example our president who just kind of go in expecting the job and that's what i've had to do so i'm like (laughs) i was reflecting after like these different meetings that i had with different um establishments i had my resume and basically my resume was just like i have no experience but i'm really cute and i love people hire me (laughs) and there was so much shame with that because i come from a very like Caribbean background, first generation background where it's just like, you're going for a job you need to have a plan, you need to be professional you need to be overqualified. I had no qualifications and so I'm just sitting here um, talking to these people spitting good shit and it worked out for my good, low key so I have a couple interviews um, set up um, and a couple like little training opportunities and so we'll see if that lands me a bottle girl gig. Oh, it's coming. Bottle girl gig. It's late. The hour's late, guys, and my tongue is lagging. Late. I think it's just the champagne. And the drinks. Hey, <laughs> this episode was brought to you by a little cheap champagne, because, you know, we can celebrate every day. Okay? Clink. That's a commercial. <laughs> yeah. You better just plugs all the way around. Keep it coming, P. Ryan. Yes. Let the people know you are. You're trying to, you know, make, make money okay always listen if i don't sell drinks i'm selling ass i'm to that point what ain't nothing wrong with a little selling ass i didn't say that i just said please don't say that why (laughs) i gotta let the people know i'm advertising stop it because he you're not gonna be out here doing that um what if i want to okay agency we'll follow up with you on that okay i'm down (laughs) but i don't see plugging (laughs) let's plug your check-in how i don't really have much going on other than 
hella tired because I moved um, over this past weekend. Yes, the place is lovely. Thank you. Spacious. It's spacious. Shush, 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 shush. Tons are like it out. (laughs) Um, I'm getting settled in. I'm still all boxed up. I'm like, damn, you you move. You move all your furniture. I feel like that's one move in and of itself. The, the people don't know about now you gotta unbox all your shit that's yeah. another whole move you gotta take off some days listen you can have boxes of furniture <laughs> less decoration just leave it there and be like okay. aesthetic it's the core <laughs> okay it's a look it's a vibe you know the young people say that it's a vibe <laughs> oh the young people you know what the young okay I'm cool gross you know what that is okay. gross I can use a little cold cream on <laughs> these ashy on this ashy skin okay <laughs> I'm a little old. I'm up there. Oh, shit. <laughs> but, um, and for the Philly folks, uh, they know, like, this past weekend, it rained mm-hmm. the entire weekend. Like, Ample. non-stop. Mm-hmm. So, that was tough. <laughs> that was tough, and... The rain was tough for you? You were trying to go out? in the rain. Oh, okay. I was just like, wait, what happened? <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> Moving in the rain was really tough, uh, especially because you see I'm all the way up on this top, top. top oh, top, let me tell y'all about Eric, where he lived now. Wait, don't tell him too much. No, I'm not. I'm just gonna say, okay. Like, hold up. You can't come to Eric's place unless you do some squats, okay? I went up the two flights. <laughs> My thighs are burning. And I'm a running girl. Okay. I told you I gotta get y'all on these tennis courts. Uh, oh, I'm ready. Right. I'm ready. I'm ready. Short, short shorts. You know, I used to be a tennis girl. I know. Okay. I've, I've first doubles. <laughs> Come on, All first right. doubles. Right there at the net. You better claim Ow. your fame. Oh, I was there. No. Speaking of doubles and being right at the net, I played doubles a week ago. Did it bless you? And I got cracked in the fucking head with the ball. Oh. Like and that I'm shit. Playing some hurt. extreme tennis. That shit much. hurt. No, I bet you I moved. I moved my ass over. <laughs> like, I'm like, who does that? But I've also been in the, in the balls too. Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. It's a dangerous sport. You, you know, you gotta be careful. But um, I moved. I'm I'm here. I'm hella tired. Yeah. Because I only took one day off, which was Monday, and I really shouldn't have gone back until today. Mm. Like I have been. Like this week was really a struggle for me, and folks at work probably had no idea, but. The meet I really just struggled because I was so tired. <laughs> and well, sitting up bones. in those meetings and you know, having to still think and perform, you know what I mean, as best you know that you can. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so you know, I'm I'm a little worn out, but you know, people who give good things, you know, you, you are required of the work. So I'm thankful. Sure. Um, and you know, I'm not gonna complain too much about being tired. I'm, you know, thankful to, you know, being this Oh, it's not a new chapter. I'm just like, this is a new do. chapter. This is a brand new house. This is a brand new book. Everybody got to live somewhere. It's just something I had to do. So, that's privilege. Not everybody lives somewhere. Oh, yeah. Okay. Get new chapter. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Come on, that's privilege. Hallelujah. Um, And yeah, just tennis. I've been like, I'm on the courts almost every day. Yeah. Playing. I've, did I tell you I qualified for the playoffs? I made it to the playoffs for the spring. Congrats. <laughs> so, yeah. Trophy. Yes. And um, yeah, just keeping it pushing. Amen. Yeah. Well, as we push in tennis and in life and in a new house, let's push to the next section. Let's push. <laughs> what do you have for us today? So, as promised last week, um, we, well, you, because you were running the topic last week, um, briefly brought up the Red Table Talk discussion. Um, on the Red Table Talk, I think two weeks ago, I think, by now. Um, Meet the Currys. Mm. The women yeah. of, the, of the Curry They're family um, showed up to sit down with Jada and Willow Smith to um, discuss family matters mm-hmm. and matters of the heart and matters of marriage and things of that nature. And as promised, I you know wanted to bring the, the topic here about this show because I sat and I watched it and I enjoyed it. Mm. I really enjoyed it. Well, I, I feel like Red Table Talk is just... I, I really enjoy a lot of the episodes. So, yeah. shout out to Jada. Um, I remember when they first, first started, I feel like we did an episode based off of a topic when they first got off the ground. I mean, literally only had maybe a few hundred followers because I remember 
looking them up. And now, I mean, they have really blown up yeah. and taken over social media. Didn't they get an Emmy? Did they? I think so. School I could be lying. Us. I could be lying. <laughs> <laughs> but I think they did. Okay. Okay. So shout out, shout out to the Red Table Talk. Is it Red Table Talk or The Red Table Talk? Both. Both. Mm-hmm. So, shout out to them. <laughs> so, let's dive right in. I don't want to spend too much time. I just have a few key points from the conversation that I wanted to bring up and discuss here and get your feedback on. But before we dive into that, I just want to kind of like break down the family dynamic. Um, they are, or at least they live in Charlotte, North Carolina. The parents... Um, of the family are beautiful. The matriarch, Sonia Curry, is married to Del Curry. Fine. Who is fine mm-hmm. and was an NBA player back in the day. And he actually played for um, a couple of different teams. And um, as a matter of fact, we actually saw Sonia and Del together um, a few days ago. Uh, the NBA Western Conference took place and we saw them show yes. up together. You better know sports. Repping, um, I know how to scour the internet. Okay. Um, <laughs> but I also remember, I, you know, I you know, found a little bit, a little bit, and I, you know, had to do some fact, fact check, you know. Um, but yeah, Western Conference, there's an Eastern Conference, no Western Conference, very major for the NBA. Um, they were at the Western Conference and uh, they were both spotted and there was a little um, kerfuffle in social media because they were both wearing um, different blazers. So mm. um, this blazer here. Jersey. Is for, yes. <laughs> yes. Portland Trailblazers jersey. And then. Um, Golden State Warriors. Mm-hmm. Those are two different teams. One for each son. My so I think Seth, Seth plays for Portland and um, and Seth plays for the Seth mm-hmm. plays for the Blazers. And Seth plays for the Blazers. Mm-hmm. Right. Your girl knows a little sport. You alright? Come okay. on. <laughs> um, it, apparently they like flipped the coin to decide like who was going to wear which jersey. I thought that was super cute. So mm-hmm. just um, wanted to throw that in there. But yeah, so shout out to um, Sonia and Del. Um, Steph, he's the oldest. Mm-hmm. And I think he really favors his mother, Sonia. And I dropped a picture in there because I wanted to get your opinion. Yeah, they I think they look just alike. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Seth is the oldest, and of course, he is married to Aisha. Mm-hmm. And then we have next in line um, Seth's brother, Seth mm-hmm. Curry, who also plays basketball in the NBA. Mm-hmm. And he is married to Callie Rivers, mm-hmm. who is the daughter of Doc Rivers, Doc Rivers yes. who yes. is a coaching legend mm-hmm. from back in the day. So, um, the family is just... Oh, Lord, I see what you're doing for others. <laughs> Please, just do it for me. Okay? <laughs> yes, speak Hallelujah. It, speak it, speak it. Yes. And the youngest sibling, um, Sidel Curry. Um, volleyball she does, champ. Yeah, volleyball champ. Um, does her thing um, on social media as well in her own right. And she is also married to the game. She's mm-hmm. married to NBA player um, Damian Lee. Mm-hmm. So shout out to just the family dynamic. I wanted just yeah. I wanted to just put that out there to kind of give folks who maybe didn't tune into the episode yeah. a snapshot into the athletic excellence of this family. Yeah, the a black snapshot and encouragement. Yeah, because what they have, we can surely have. Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Thank you. Yes, P. Yes, speak to the people. I'm speaking. <laughs> As I minister to you, I minister to myself. Yeah, go. let's just take yeah and do me. Okay. Do me, baby, <laughs> like you've never done before. Uh, uh. Come on, for going down and then spring it back up at the end. Sorry, I'm a distraction. No, this Come is. On. So, all right, now we got that out the way. Yeah. Now let's talk about like the actual conversation that they were having, which I thought was pretty good. Mm-hmm. The ladies first talked about having an identity outside of the quote-unquote spotlight of the NBA and also just outside of their marriage like outside of you know the celebrity and you know just marriage like like any any other um, person who's who's married wanting to having you know that separate identity Aisha says she first gleaned this from her parents like having that balance of um, family and self and she said that that's why 
you know, having that identity and that balance was important for her. Here on the Hunger Podcast, we talked about um, actually a few times finding your identity. And what I remember from that conversation was you can have a foundation of your identity early on, but you know, a good foundation to discover that, or you know, it can develop over time as you get older. Mm-hmm. And it just made me think about like, especially in a relationship dynamic. You know, what does it look like? And I, and I guess I can speak to this too, but I wanted to ask you first. What does it look like to be in a relationship but also be, you know, on this journey or on this path to identity Ooh. and self-discovery? I think this happens a lot. <laughs> a whole, whole lot. Um, I just want to get your thoughts on it. You asking somebody who's never been in a relationship? You have, a, you <laughs> but, have relationships because you have relationships with people. Friendships. Yeah. Yes. So let's talk, yes. talk on So that. not romantic ones. Okay, yeah. Talk on that. Um, mm, well, I think it's mad different. And I, I think it's it's even different like from Aisha because she's in like a romantic relationship. I can only imagine what that process has been. I and can speak on that. I had... <laughs> I can say I had a lot of compassion for Aisha, even though people were ready to like blow up her spot for like all that she said. You mentioned oh about that comment. She made a couple comments, but like just throughout her time, even on social media or as like a presence in social media, a lot of people have come for her for what she said. But she's mentioned, and you even mentioned earlier that like she built her identity around what she was raised up in, right? And I think what you were raised up in. Or the way that you were nurtured really informs the values you have. But when you have made the staunch decision to be like, okay, that is my identity. The way that my family raised me is my identity. And I'm moving from there to a marriage. And now this place is my identity. Where in that journey has there been space for you to really figure out who you are? Mm -hmm. Right? You've just gone from home they inform how you are, how you act, who you are, and you've just taken that as law. And then you move into marriage, and you've taken that as law. And I think now she's reached a point where she's just like, okay, all the things that I've taken as the hard, fast rules may not really align with what how I'm feeling. What my desires are. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't even know about her desires, but like just how she's feeling, right? And so... Is that a desire? How she's feeling? I wouldn't say so. Okay. A desire, I would say, is like a want, and a feeling is like an emotion. True. Yeah? and so and, Or like a processing of like where she is in life right now. So it could incorporate desires and wants. But like I'm just saying that like she's had these two rigid spaces that she's kind of identified herself with. And now she's trying to figure out, like, okay, who am I outside of that? Because something's telling me that like I'm not fully just these two things. Yeah, I feel yeah. like she was very like adamant and, you know, this is important to me because this was important to my parents. Mm-hmm. This is what I saw when I was growing up. Yeah. This is why I want to do this. But then you got bits and pieces, you know, throughout the conversation that she may have not been totally happy yeah. with that foundation and that she sure. found out as she got older that that may not necessarily fit in with um, everything that you know, she wants desires, needs, you know, yeah. whatever, the, whatever the case is. Yeah. And I think that is very true for a lot of us because as we get older, you know, we experience life mm-hmm. and we change and we have the right to change too. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, I said that I would just speak on the relationship part because, you know, when I was really, I mean, I was in a long-term relationship starting from 22 oh, bless. for six years. So, I mean, 22 is a baby. So, of course, I went through, you know, the identity and, you know, trying to, like, find myself and, you know, discovering at the end of the relationship that Eric was a completely different person than who he was when I had first first met um, Jay. Um, and, you know, I also think that how... Stop, Tris. Stop. Um... Yeah, that kind of threw me off a little bit. But I think that it is definitely, on the on the relationships part, I don't think you have to be a 20-something to go through an identity crisis or go through a process of redefining your identity. Um, 
I think that would be really interesting and if anyone listening has um, any feedback on that I would really like to hear from other people mm. what that was like for them yeah. um, for me because I didn't have you know, some, you know, Aisha talked about that foundation that she got from her parents. I didn't really get a foundation from my parents. So I think that that absolutely affected my relationships, especially early on. Mm. You know, until I, you know, I had, I had to go through the motions and kind of figure out, you know, yeah. what worked or what didn't work. Or, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, I can definitely see... A few sides to that. Yeah. I'm super excited for Aisha. I think even though a lot of what she offered on the Red Table Talk seemed like she was struggling in this point just to like figure out who she is apart from parents or apart from family or apart from being like an NBA wife, I'm so excited for like who she steps into. Right? And I, I feel like she's starting to recognize you can be sexy and attract attention and you can also be this conservative individual that aligns with your values and so I think right now she's just experiencing like some growing pains to figure out the balance and I'm really pumped to see like who she turns into yeah and I'll snowball that with like I'm really I feel that way about um, folks like in our immediate circle I feel that way about you as you go into this next chapter I feel that way about me um, I think that it is something to embrace because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. there's definitely some beauty in that yeah we love a growing pain yeah yes maybe not at the moment but there's a lesson in everything mm-hmm. so Sidel the youngest talked about how you know she's been married now um, for five months so she hasn't been married too long but she says that she's already struggling with the distance between her and her spouse and you know that she kind of had this idea of you know when I get married I'm going to be in love and spend the rest of my life with someone and she got married but this person that she's spending the rest of her life with she doesn't really get to see that often Mm -hmm. how do you feel about long distance relationships would you go for a long distance relationship and if you would go for one um, what kind of boundaries if any would you have so first things first shout out Sidel's wig because it was everything okay the red wig oh my goodness she was oh it was red I don't remember details but I remember being it was life yes (laughs) Um, secondly long distance relationships hmm I could do one. Yeah. I could totally do one. Um, I don't know what... Ooh. I don't know what the boundaries would be in them, but I definitely think... Like, so, for example, I'm in a space now where I'm prepping to apply for internships, right? And that could take me out of the Philadelphia area. And one of the things or a couple of things that have been in my head is like well what if I meet someone at like the last moment and have to move away for internship or what if I go to internship that's how life works yeah or what if I (laughs) go to internship and have to move back to this area because this is where I want to spend like the beginning stages of my professional career um would I be willing to keep the relationship going or at least try to and I'd say yeah Mm-hmm. So I think I would be able to do long distance relationships. What would be some things I would require, or what would be some of my? You said boundaries. Just one. What yeah, did you give say? one thing that you would be like. All right, this is this would be required for me in order to maintain and be secure and happy and comfortable in a long distance relationship. Give me one thing. Mm. Maybe for us to just like hopefully talk regularly because if we don't, we're not in a relationship. Like, and I'm just gonna go about my way. Um, I don't want to say anything like, um, in that stage of being long distance, like you can't hook up with anyone or like because I don't know if that's really true for me. I would have to like do some more soul searching. Okay, I, don't, okay, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. But definitely, we would have to at least talk and then figure things out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because even with talking, after a while, I'm going to appraise it and be like, are we really in a relationship or are we just pen pals? So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because I don't know point, what a long distance relationship would entail. 
I had one when I was real young. I think I think one of my first boyfriends was long distance. Oh, you've been living. So I was in Maryland. You wanna know where he was? Where is he? In Puerto Rico. Oh. And I think I was like sixteen years old. Fifteen, sixteen. Mm. Um, so you were in the sisterhood of traveling pants. This was <laughs> <laughs> this was back when you remember when AOL chat rooms was like real lit. Yeah, no, well, <laughs> no, but I heard yes. <laughs> okay, clean that up. <laughs> but no, um, yeah, my dad found out because the long distance bill came in. It was like mercy, seven hundred dollars. You did not run a phone. <laughs> yes. <I did. laughs> That full dialogue. I was stressed. That's at 16. Like, it's too much. He's a Puerto Rico. <laughs> okay, I feel you. So, um, fast forward to now, um, being a man of a certain age. Um, I'm not that old, but I just like saying that. A cold cream age. Okay. I'm I don't need cold cream. I still get Cardi. Listen, I do. I just want to be known. Um, yeah, sure. I could do a long-distance relationship. I, I, you got to be thinking now. I wonder what it would really take to like maintain a long-distance. Relationship. Well, as far as like boundaries go, mm-hmm. one for me would just be like consistency, and you kind of like touched on it. Mm-hmm. But I think I would want to be like once we determine that all right, we really gonna make this thing a thing. As far as seeing each other, I want to make sure that we're consistent with that. Mm-hmm. Whether we decide to fly to one another every month every other month like whatever it is that we decide um, I want to make sure that we commit to not only this long distance relationship but we're committing to whatever it's going to take to make this work not just for me but for the both of us so it sounds like with your boundaries you need a budget <laughs> oh, okay yeah it takes I mean long distance, that's a good point it takes points long distance relationship I just said $700 phone bill my dad was pissed Okay, it takes coins. I'm at to send to send sling a lot of drinks a long way. Okay. <laughs> at this stage in life, this is a lot of drinks. Okay. <laughs> All good points. <laughs> Was there anything else that you wanted to say about long distance yeah. relationships? Mm-hmm. I don't know nothing about that. We need an expert. Okay. <laughs> and you know what? In these days, like we got right exactly. That would be great, right? And these days we have like FaceTime, yeah. we have um, Instagram video, we have all these ways of um, seeing each other, mm-hmm. but not necessarily needing to be in the same space. I don't know, I, I do struggle though, I feel like that's cool sometimes, but again, that consistency, that schedule of us seeing each other, mm-hmm. that physical touch or not even the physical touch us being in each other's space yeah. like cause what is a FaceTime I need that a nigga down the road was FaceTiming me and still fucking up <laughs> okay so FaceTime down the block <laughs> FaceTime across the country it don't matter it don't matter <laughs> y'all still fucking up <laughs> y'all still fucking up <laughs> yeah yeah okay yes <laughs> alright so and then comes the big question um, how do you feel about how, uh, Jada asked the ladies how they deal with other women um, approaching or being around their men and um, their responses were interesting and they were diverse too um, no one really said the same thing so mom uh, Sonia I forgot her name for a second she, she responded and she said you know what I appreciate the attention that my man gets from other women. Mm. She said that that's confirmation to her that her man is still the shit. Well, shout out to her. Okay. Okay. <laughs> when you know you got it, you got it. Alright. <laughs> Aisha commented and said she was a little more forward and will step in and check a hoe if she feels that she needs to be quote unquote respected and introduced in situations with strangers um, and then she went on to say like state my role like she wants to make sure mm-hmm. that these chicken head bitches know who the fuck the head bitch in charge is mm-hmm. okay. and, and if she doesn't feel like she's getting that respect on her name. Okay. She'll not. She'll check. And Buck. There you go. All right. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I actually okay. Aisha also said that um, Steph can be a naive when it comes to girls hitting on him and couldn't see it from a mile away. She said, "Too damn friendly, too friendly, <laughs> and too nice, flashing them pretty eyes, acting like you don't know, acting like you don't hear me talking to you." But if you keep long in this heat, okay. okay, they have things to do. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. And if you're a real fan of the show, you know where I'm getting you know all that what from. You know. If you don't know, you don't know. <laughs> you don't know. Um, Jada responded and she said that she was hands off when it came to the groupies and that Will knew who she was and that she knew who she was. Mm-hmm. And she left at his death. Okay. Sounds like an agreement. Yeah. Yeah. How would you deal with the ladies around your man? Well, I think you were asking me this question at a fabulous moment. Okay? So, who are you? Which one of the ladies are you siding with, or do you have your own? You know, when in my past life, okay, <laughs> I had Spirit of Aisha. I was I stayed ready to check a bitch. What's the Jill Scott song? Meet me outside. She was gonna pull the wig off, yeah. five dollar wig off, sure. and whip her ass out in the middle of the street. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was yeah, like yeah, the music yeah. video when she rolled up and everybody was behind her. Yes, I, I'm here with you. I think she had a jean, a jean jacket. <laughs> Jill loves a jean jacket. <laughs> Jilly from and a Philly. Okay, shout out to Jilly from Philly. But yes, in my past life, okay, back in the day when I when I got sprung off a handshake. When I, when you told me I look good today and I was just in love, I had spirit of Aisha. Yes. <laughs> yes. And it did not fare well with me. It did. Or for me. It didn't, right? First of all, I look crazy in front of the nigga that I loved or like in, enjoyed. And I look crazy in front of these people who were just like, bitch, we sharing this. Nigga, you got me out here looking crazy. crazy. Literally <laughs> looking crazy. <laughs> Yes. Right, but let me tell you about what good dick will do for you. It'll make you have y'all here looking crazy. It'll, it'll regulate you. It'll regulate you. So after I got to a space of finally receiving some good D, I yes, I yes. fell into the vein of Jada, and I was like, okay, I know who I am. These niggas are out he, know, he, he knows, knows who I am. Okay, and what can be done. Okay. Do tell. And furthermore, I think she said something so powerful, which is something that I had to. I've really done a lot of work on myself in this past year. I feel, and I had to come to some conclusions. And the fact of the matter is, you can't control nobody except yourself. That even goes for your husbands, your boyfriends, your girlfriends, your mothers, anybody under the sun. You cannot control a single soul. So what am I doing out here, going insane over this nigga whose behavior I can't control? If he wants to step out on me, he is going to do that, right? All I can control is the way I react if I find out it's actually happening. Yeah. Right. And if I see it happen, I might react. And (laughs) for me, I'm only speaking for this person here looking at you. Oh, okay. You know I'm picky as shit. I, I talk a lot of stuff. I just talked about how you give me a handshake and a handshake and I swoon, right? But at the end of the day, when it comes to actually saying, "Hey, I am dating you. I am choosing to be in relationship with you," it's very hard for me to get to that point. So if I do, you know that we have gone through screen after screen oh, after we, screen after screen, this. and so I feel like yes. if groupies come up. Okay, I trust you. I really yeah. have gotten to a point where we've gone through braving and we have built trust. Come on. And I know that you are not going to step out. Now, if you throw me for a loop and do step out, just know that this doctorate is not for naught. Okay? I'm going to pack my bags and go and I'll be good. I feel like... In the words of Beyonce, me and my baby going to be alright. Do we ever know, though? We, I feel like my That's where trust comes in. It's a risk. My opinion is that you know, even you can you can be in a relationship for right, right. It's 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 having trust. It's having faith in the situation. But I don't think I would ever be the person to be like my man would never cheat on me. Mm-hmm. I don't know what this because, like you said, people will do mm-hmm. whatever it is that they choose mm-hmm. to do. I would hope that it wouldn't go down a road like that. But at the end of the day, it happens. I wouldn't even say cheating. I would say. Mm. Well, cheating is included in this, but I would just say I would hope that no dishonesty would come up because I feel yeah. like where Across I am the board, but where I am right now, I am the type of partner where I feel like if we do get into a relationship and this is not me being pick me Twitter, 
But I feel like if we do get into a relationship, I really am trying to provide my partner the space to be completely honest with the ins and outs and seeing if we can figure out how to work mm-hmm. with all of those ins and outs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah? So if groupies were to come up, like, I would just hope that there's nothing that comes up that I wouldn't know first. So there's no surprises. Does that make sense? I, it does, and I feel like, for me, it's like, once we get to a certain port, um, point <laughs> in our interaction or in our relationship, what have you, there should just be, like Jada said, like, we We, we know. know. I see you, you see me, we see each other and it's like, we should just know because like, if I'm popping off which I have done before I have popped off on my ex who I saw at the bar talking with someone else but to your point, we were young in a relationship Mm -hmm. we were young in age you know what I mean, we hadn't really finessed getting to know one another and there was still some work that we had to do there but I think that Just my personality, just just the kind, just the type of personality that I have, mm-hmm. that I'm always capable <laughs> of popping off. Of popping off yeah. if need be. But when it comes to a relationship, I would hope that, ideally, I would hope that I would not have to do that because we have come to a point, <laughs> a, a, a meeting of, you know, coming to a road or intersection where we we know what it is and we mm-hmm. support each other. In a way to where, like, we know, like, and, and I I don't bullshit. Like, I feel like we all have insecurities. We all have our... Sure, absolutely. We all have our absolutely. things, right? So if you have invested in getting to know me and mm-hmm. love all the good and bad about me and I've done the same thing about you, why would you go out and do something to trigger me yeah. that you know is going to, like, bother me in that kind of negative way? Yeah, yeah. I feel like if you're spending time to really get to know who I am, that... We hopefully the petty shit we won't have to really go through. Yes, there's going to be challenges. Yes, there's going to be disagreements. Hell, there might even be some petty shit mm-hmm. that you're going to have to go through. You know what I mean? But hopefully those incidents are fewer and far in between. I mean, like, look at Daryl and James. Um, we talk about them often on this show as mm-hmm. just being role models for us as gay black men who are married and doing the damn thing. And you know, I lived with them. I was <laughs> I took over their attic for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um back way you know, back when and I had the the pleasure of kinda being in their ecosystem, being in their home environment, seeing how they operated um on a on a deeper level than someone who, you know, wouldn't have lived you know, wouldn't have lived in the house. And I really admire the fact that, like, they never argued. Mm-hmm. And then when I talked to Daryl about it, he was just like, y'all, we don't have nothing to argue about. Yeah. Like, we have figured this out. And I think what they exemplify is the fact that you need a spirit of discernment before you even choose a partner. Right. Right? So all these, all the things that we've been talking about, like, how will our partner react to, like, groupies or, like, will we need to, will they place us in a position for us to pop off? Maybe not if we do a little discernment. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And not, if, yeah, yeah, and, sure, not that, it, and I'm not saying that every relationship is should be. Yeah, Dylan James is saying that. Sure, put that out there. And is it going to be 100 percent foolproof? Even if we take the time to really understand who we're linking up with, no, absolutely not. But like, I don't know, girl. Like, you know, yeah. hey, <laughs> hey, hey, but I don't know what to say. Just say hey, <laughs> okay? <coughs> Jada made a comment. Hmm. She said that a man being attracted to other beautiful women is just as primal as a woman being attracted to power. And I wanted to bring, I wanted to ask you what you thought about that. I am not a man who is attracted to other women, so I can't really say for sure. But I guess this kind of works if men see their pursuit of women as being like a power grab. I don't. I'm not sure. What, what do you What do you think about that statement? I thought that statement was really heterocentric. Yeah. So I didn't know how to respond because I was just like, hmm, okay. I agree. Um, it was. It, it was. was it was extremely heterocentric. But she was talking to a table of heterosexual or seemingly mm-hmm. heterosexual women. Mm-hmm. Um. So I was just like, oh, okay, teach me. Right. There is this common. Yeah. There is a stereotype that. 
you know, men go for the beautiful women, women go for the man who will provide. Um, I can also say that we see different situations where that happens and it doesn't really work out well. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I mean, Jada said that that's like a primal desire. I mean, I, I guess. I don't. She lost me there. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Like she lost me at that point. Of the I day. thought that was interesting, and and that's why I wanted to present. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I still don't know how. I feel. She lost me there just because. Um, I don't know if it takes away from the fact, but it like suggests that women are not powerful enough on their own. Maybe. Women being attracted to power. Yeah. So, like, a man being attracted to another woman, even though he's married, is no different than a woman being attracted to a man because he's in a position of power. Actually, she did not say that. Let me not put words in Jada's mouth. She just said attracted to power. Yeah. So, I guess whatever form that comes in. And that's such a generalization. Are all women... I don't. I don't know. Attractive I'm not a woman, but I would think not all women are attracted to that. Hashtag not all women. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies listening know. to the show, women listening to the show. I actually remember that specific part of the the webisode, and I was just like, mm, "You lost me." I don't know, girl. I'm gonna go get some water. <laughs> Thanks. And that's fine. Like, yes, Jada hosts a great show. It doesn't mean that we agree with everything that, sure. she, that she says. Um, we mentioned last week that Aisha wants to know that someone's looking. And it'd just be nice, she said, if she just knew. You know what I'm saying? Jada said to her in response that her radar was off. And I took that as because she ain't looking. So the, 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 the radar is off. And it really got me thinking, is there a science to attraction? And so on my interwebs, and apparently there is. So according to mindbodygreen.com, um, there is a chemistry. Um, there is a science of, of attraction that determines whether or not you have chemistry with someone. And there are six. And I just wanted to run them off real quick. The first one is... Men have 25% more neurons in their visual cortices. That's why they tend to place more. Oh, oh, okay. So number one is the weightiest vote comes from the eyes. So eyes being the number one factor. Um, and, and it says that 20, men have 25% more neurons in their eyes. And that's why they tend to place more emphasis on visual cues. Both men and women are drawn to the indications of sexual health, such as shiny hair, clear skin, bright eyes, fit body. Okay? So that's number one. Number two, the nose. Women can sense major histocompatibility complex molecules. <laughs> oh, come on, vocabulary. These are proteins emitted into the air that indicate a person's immune system. Studies have found that women are more attracted to men with opposite immune systems, hmm. meaning complementary antibodies. This makes biological sense. If a child were born from the union, that child would have a wider variety of immune cells and a potentially healthier immune system. Number three, at the same time, both men and women sense pheromones. Women are attracted to metabolites of t- testosterone, an indicator of man's of a man's strength and vitality. Men are attracted to a pheromone that women produces during ovulation, which means men are most attracted to women during their peak fertility. Number four, the ears. A man tends to be most attracted to higher-pitched voices. A woman is most attracted to a deep voice. Research has found that the deeper a man's voice is, the more likely a woman is to remember him. Okay. Maybe that's why he can't seem to forget those Barry White songs. Okay. Shout out to Barry White. Yes, practice what you preach. Yes. Isn't, isn't, isn't he awful? Turn off the light. Turn it off. Isn't that what I'm saying? Turn off the light. I don't know. Turn off the light and light a candle. Oh, okay, yes. I want to do All right, number five. Your environment has a major impact on attraction as well. 
What you hold in your hand can influence how you feel about someone. One study found that when participants held a cup of hot coffee in their hands, they judged a person as warmer and more generous. When the same participants held an iced coffee instead, they judged the same person as colder, more stoic. Mm. All right? But it's not just in your hands that get the vote. Your butt can, too. They say sitting on a warm, fluffy couch will make you warm up to a person faster than sitting on a cold, stiff plastic chair. Therapists know that. How you arrange your office and the type of furniture you have, where you have the napkin sitting because you know I'm crying when I come in, all of these things, even where you, if you, um, I took a course in psychology and she was telling us like, whether or not you offer napkins or a pillow, like these things, believe it or not, these little things have an impact on people's experience and what they perceive of you. Finally, number six, if all of your senses are in agreement, one moment gets the final say. The first kiss. This kiss is a mixture of smell, texture, and taste that has the ability to make or break a relationship. In a recent Gallup poll, the pollsters discovered that 59% of men and 66% of women had broken off a new relationship because of a bad first kiss. Mm, so there you have it, folks. There is an attraction, a science yes. to attraction. Drowning me with science. <laughs> Do you know that song? No, but I know Phil so Nye, the science girl. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yes, science in both of the songs. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay. <laughs> so, yes. unless you have something to say about Ooh, science you. of attraction, I have a final thought. Go ahead. Which is, you guys should definitely go back and listen to our Attitudes of Gratitude episode where we went through some things that we were grateful for. We, like, picked from a... No, we didn't pick from a basket. We just kind of ran, ran off, you know, ran, ran them off from the top of our head. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had this convo... We had that conversation because you had a really tough week. And you said, you know what, the best way for me to deal with this is... Is to, to be grateful. Is to be grateful. Yes. Well... Jada's daughter, uh, Willow, disclosed that she suffered from an extreme anxiety from time to time. And Jada said that one method that they used to deal with her anxiety episodes was to kind of have her just kind of pause, breathe, and write down 10 things that she was grateful for. And that it worked. She would come out of whatever, you know, she was experiencing. And yeah, so there's proof, people. We ain't just sitting here pissing in the wind. Y'all better be taking notes. That part, you know what, never mind. But what? yes. What, baby? Yeah. That part gave me, like, Maya Angelou's voice. Which Y'all, part? When she was describing this with Willow. Because it sounded so, like, hard and fast and true. Like, this is what you need to do to relieve anxiety. Who, from Jada? Yeah, and a part oh. of me was just like, you don't have the license. <laughs> to give that prescription okay <laughs> in the words of Maya but so you took it as like she was given like I didn't okay I feel like she was giving her testimony and this epi- parts of this episode made me feel like Jada was coming from a, a place of expertise that was just my one critique of the episode but I mean if we looked at a, a lot of episodes that might be the case it, okay. especially because when you have a platform mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you can you know yeah, no, yeah, yeah, but uh, check yes. the ethics, girl. A great episode. Thank you, P. Ryan, for taking taking part in the curry. Episode. Thanks for having me. And we would love to hear you all's feedback on you know some of the things that we talked about. Whether it be you know, are you into long distance relationships and what your boundary might be. Um, oh, I realized I didn't ask you um, a question, but it's cool. Um, whether it be, you know, how what it looks like for you or someone else that you know or love to be on a journey to find their identity while they're in a relationship. Um, any any feedback that you have on the episode, send it to hungupod at gmail.com. Yeah. Blinding me with science. Bill Nye the science guy. Okay. If you'd like to make a call, please hang up and try again. If you need help, Hang up and then dial your operator. Y'all still hate. It's about to be summertime and y'all still hate. Like, do I give a fuck? No, not one. How many fucks do I get? Zero. Exactly. So get for your comment is irrelevant. Y'all still. <laughs> What's up, y'all? Hey, so am I. <laughs> 
your comment is irrelevant. irrelevant. Okay. Shout out to all the young gay boys yes. out in the world. Plus we stand for you. Middle school. Yes, we stand for you. So we're gonna close out the hung up podcast with our favorite part. Yes. Are you hanging the up? Are you hung up? Or hanging up? Yes. Da, 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 da. <laughs> um. Listen, I'm hanging up on these gas prices. I feel like Philly is hella disrespectful when you can go to other places and get it for like two and some change. They're out here talking about three dollars. Where am I going? You're telling me I can't go nowhere. I am also hanging up on the Alabama State Legislature. Oh my god. Um, yes. Because how dare these you? motherfuckers? How dare you? How dare you? What okay. kind of Trump bullshit? Not even. Oh my gosh. I just Racist think. Racist Republican bullshit. I'm not even going to say white men. White people. But they were the ones. Who subscribe the to they were patriarchy. Oh, we can have a conversation about Democrats, but I believe it alone. Okay. White people who subscribe to the patriarchy feel they have such entitlement over people's bodies that they will sit up here and put an abortion ban out here in these streets. But girl, you don't want to put any legislature in l- l- to help take care of these kids. Hello, hello, somebody. I'm listening. Okay, y'all. Pay but attention. you're right. Where's the follow through? Y'all pay look attention. stupid. Y'all look so dumb. You guys, and you say you're out here for one thing, but it don't really look like you're out here for that. Saints, pay attention to what is happening and do what is in your power to do to get these niggas out of here because it ain't working and it, it, it ain't it ain't looking cute for us. Okay, today is abortion, tomorrow, what is it? That's all I have to say. Slavery, but anyway, what about you? I am hung up on Miss Angela Whitehead of Montana and here's why this is her reaction when two white police officers who have never missed a meal a day in their life decided to enter her home without a warrant without a knock, without a ring without anything Hmm. this was Miss Angela's reaction there was no So we couldn't tell. You know why? But shout out, <laughs> bring it back, sis. I love it. Shout out to Angela Whitehead of Montana for standing up mm-hmm. and saying, "This is my home, and I don't give a damn. Yeah. I don't give a damn, you black people killers." <laughs> I wish she didn't say I'm scared of y'all, because you know we ain't no scary ass bitches. Okay, that's okay. You better speak your truth. Listen, I'm I'm here for it speak because your truth. we lose we literally lose our lives to them mm-hmm. for nothing, mm-hmm. and they are quick to pull a trigger. I'm here for what she's saying. She got kids in the house. They quick to pull a trigger the moment they fear anything. And I'm talking about these 
not just white, these police officers sure. trigger happy because y'all trained to be y'all y'all come out here like it's 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 a militia. She got kids in the house. She's smoking a cigarette on the porch. <laughs> and when it comes to your kids, you know what I mean? Like, listen, I don't have no kids, so I don't know what it's like to be a parent, but I do know you don't fuck with my kids. Okay? So I'm hung up. To Angela Whitehead. <laughs> to and Angela. her hair. <laughs> and that is the show. <laughs> yes, guys. Thank you for coming to another episode of the Hung Up Podcast. Woo! Yeah. As always, I am P. Ryan. You can find me on Instagram and the Twitter at I-A-M-P-R-Y-A-M. I'm Eric. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at E. Dante Cole. Find us both on Instagram and Twitter at H-U-N-G-U-P-P-O-D. And on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Hunger We would love to hear your feedback on this episode about the curries. Um, and any feedback you may have about maybe Angela. Yeah. Any curry. Any okay. curry. <laughs> curry chicken. Oh. Steph curry. Anything you want to talk about, just come on down. Okay? Send it to HungerPod at gmail.com. Yes. And guys, thank you so very much for your ratings and reviews. Hey, girl. Keep them coming on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, anywhere you can find a man who will bust down your door and your walls. Without a warrant. With consent. Without okay. a warrant, but with consent. Hallelujah. Thank you for Meow. Yeah, thank you. Yes. Okay. <laughs> We're looking for those walls to be broken. The levees are broken, sis. Tasha Comp said it. The levees are broken and go ahead and get flooded. Okay. If that's your thing. It's my thing. <laughs> Yeah. All right, y'all. I got to get out of here. Bye, guys. Peace, y'all.